Dalton takes a shotgun snap. Quick throw. Nice. Caught by Get Green. It, it is a yeah. touchdown. Adriel Jeremiah Green. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. Here's some pressure from the Bengals. Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster is blown up, and the whistles blow. Von Bell not messing around. <laughs> I'm telling you, look, these safeties, these defensive backs, they have come to play tonight. <laughs> well, there we go. Hello, and welcome <laughs> to episode 113 of Cincinnati. As you can tell, we are overjoyed. Surprised, but overjoyed. Um... This is Cincinnati. My name is Paul Hirons. Joining me to talk about last night's fantastic, soar away, brilliant victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, we beat the Steelers. Uh, is Nathan Palmer. Nathan, hello. Mate, I'm on the men of I've had a couple. I'm in a fantastic mood. Um, there's nothing you could have asked for, really, is it? And the, to turn the Steelers over in your own backyard like that. Um, obviously, Juju getting his lights turned on as well is always, always a plus. So, who day? I'm in a good mood, son. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. I mean, we could just end this podcast right there, couldn't we? Really, it'd, it'd be the best one of the year if we did end it there. <laughs> <laughs> stop the count, as they say, or in Juju's uh, case, stop the. C- anyway, um, right. Uh, it is our Christmas episode, and fortuitously, we had a Christmas miracle last night when the Cincinnati Bengals, not only did they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in prime time. That does not happen very often, does it? Mate, it's outrageous, isn't it? I mean, it is outrageous. I mean, they did, they did, I thought it was quite comfortable as well. I mean, there was moments in our, like, the classic third quarter that the Bengals are renowned for where it got a bit dicey, but... The Bengals were the better team last night. They they didn't they you know on defense they were fantastic. Um, I was just I was so impressed, man. It was just you you they had everything there last night to just win a game. Like they they weren't fantastic. They didn't play that well, but they were just smart. And I think for all Bengals fans, that was so sorely needed. I think as much as we're all looking forward to the draft, and that's where where our minds are right now. Nothing substitutes for a proper win against your division rival at home. Um, and you know what? Everyone's slagging him off, and he didn't do a lot last night, bless him. But fair, fair play to good old Ryan Finley. He, on his record, he is one win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fair, fair play to the geezer. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we dig into the uh, game last night, let's let's let you know what's happening in this episode, uh, last week we had the tremendous Rose Lavelle. This week we have a bona fide uh, Bengals player coming up for you. This might give you a clue as to who it is. Yes, he'll be coming up a bit later. Uh, you probably know who it is because it's on the title of this podcast. But, you know, we like to string it out <laughs> as for as long as possible. We also have some music from our old friend Nicholas Johnson coming up as well. So, and uh, lots of your correspondence. I believe Nathan's got some sort of game for me to play. I'm a bit nervous about that. Um, so, a packed episode, and it is Christmas. But let's start with last night because we did the online tailgate last night, and none of us who were taking part were going to stay up for it because 
we kind of knew what was going to happen, right? You know, uh, if we could keep it close, um, we'd probably lose again. Uh, and it wasn't a very enticing prospect. And, you know, do bear in mind that it's it's kind of a one o'clock in the morning kickoff for us fans here in the UK. So when I turned on the phone this morning to have a look at the score and see what the damage was, I couldn't quite believe it. Mate, I, I said to you this on the podcast, <laughs> at the end of the podcast last week, I said, if I go, wait, like, stay up for this game, we're going to get hammered. And I was like, if I miss it for the first game that I've missed in God knows how long, and just wake up tomorrow morning and watch the game, not live, we'd probably do it. Lo and behold, I said, you know, I've been busy at work. I, said, I need the night's sleep under my belt. Wake up, put the TV on, watch it in the morning. And as much as I was happy, I was like, I wish I'd stayed up with a few beers and watched that because it's such a shock in it, you know, like... I know you you, uh, you did the same, my son, didn't you? It was a morning I job did. for you. I just couldn't. Yeah. You know, I'm, I've got a nine o'clock start and I just can't do that kind of late night thing anymore. Um, you're, not, you're not the young buck you once were. Exactly. Um, so I need my beauty sleep. and um, But yeah, amazing, fantastic. Hats off to everyone on that team. The energy um, among the team on the field and off it was just incredible. I mean, they they had a serious chip on their shoulder last night, and you know when Marvin used to say like he wants his players to play uh, like their hair's on fire. Their hair was on fire last night. It was like a cornfield, hay bales on fire. The intensity, especially on defense, was just fantastic to see. It was like watching Mike Zimmer's defense from five six years ago. Do you know what I mean? Without. Uh, People committing silly penalties. Well, there were a few, but not quite as egregious as we were used to from that period. And um, yeah. what, about, what about, can we just give a bit of a shout out to Mackenzie Alexander's high stepping in midfield? Like just oh, high yeah. stepping out of that. One of the most arrogant things I've ever seen on a football field. But if you're going to do it, do it against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know. I thought he had a great game last night, Mackenzie Alexander. Uh, I thought he played really, really well. Not only, oh, just, not only yeah. the pick, but he, there was a couple of. Uh, PBUs, there was a couple of strong tackles. He's proved himself to be a good player, I think, and one that we should seriously consider keeping for, uh, for, for next year. And I think there was one play from Alexander where he gave away a penalty which stopped the Bengals getting off on third down. And then the next play, he stopped uh, his opponent from getting the first down. And he ran over to the sideline and he hugged Zach Taylor. Uh, as if to say, sorry, coach, I'm completely messed up there, but hopefully, you know, that is, I've made amends. And you could just see the camaraderie, the intensity, the togetherness. They came out of the traps, man. And honestly, that first half against the Steelers was probably, as you know, especially when you consider um, who was out last night. I mean, Trey Waynes has not been seen all season, and he won't be this man. Last night a DJ saved my life. Was out. Um, who else was out last night? Logan Wilson was out. He's had a terrific time. Uh, Joe Mixon, Joe Boy Burrow, yeah. Trey Ways. Jonah Williams. It's as, as long as your arm, isn't it? For them to come out and beat uh, an, an what were they, eleven and two team last night? Uh, even though you know you can argue that the Steelers, the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit offensively with the Steelers, which you know you love to see it, really, don't you? Um, but I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say A lot of people have been coming out and saying, well, not lots, but some people are saying, why don't they do this every week? 
This is what we've been waiting for. Oh, it's just another December win. Um, yes to all that, you know, fair enough. But the year that we've had, and I say we, the Bengals, and also we, as in people, humanity in 2020, I don't want to be too dramatic here, but uh, the year that the whole planet has had, and especially uh, or specifically here in the UK, and what we're going through at the moment, do you know what? I'm just going to revel in that win. I'm just going to enjoy it and just say fair play to everyone. Hats off to Zach Taylor for calling a more or less perfect offensive game. Uh, came in with a great game plan. Hats off to Ryan Finley, as you say, for... I don't know where he got that game from. Even though he wasn't doing much in terms of passing, he made some extraordinary plays last night. Two or three, he, I can remember. He was a, he'll was he be sore this morning, the geezer. He'll need a, <laughs> he'll need a Radox bath, Ryan Finley will, because, you know, like you said, he, I mean, on the stat line, he's not going to win any awards, 7 of 13, 8, 9 yards and a touchdown. But he did one thing amazingly well, protecting the football. Yeah. And he run 10 times, 47 yards, got a touchdown out of that as well. And, you know, when it, when your defence is playing as good as that, he did enough to win the game. And I just thought he, he's never going to be a starting quarterback. I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't think Ryan Finley's going to be a starting quarterback in this league. But the one thing about Ryan Finley that you hear people say, and it was about him coming out of college, is he's a very, very smart guy. I thought he played a smart game yesterday. He was never going to beat the Steelers with his arm. He was never going to, you know, toss 300 yards, three touchdowns, that sort of game. But he did enough to win yesterday, and I give him a huge amount of credit for that. Yeah, and yeah, as I say, though, he did make some extraordinary plays. There was one pass in the first half down the sideline. It was either to T or AJ, quite early on, actually. That was a beautifully flighted pass. Um there was one play at the end of the third quarter where he was under insane pressure on first and ten, and he looked like Joe Burrow. He wriggled away from from a potential sack, stepped up, wriggled away from another two potential tacklers, and dumped the ball off. To, I think it was T. Higgins for a first down. It was brilliant. Uh, and then the pass. I think this probably will go unnoticed, but the pass to Gio Bernard for his second touchdown was really, as you say, smart. He threw it quite low, he zipped it in there, and Geo did the rest. And then, of course, his own uh, touchdown, where he kind of fooled everybody on a beautiful, I guess you'd call it an RPO, and took off and scored from 29 yards out. It was brilliant. So hats off to Ryan Finley. He gets so much stick, and uh, it's great to see the guy get an NFL win under his belt, I think. Really cool. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, for the for the whole team, I think everyone had written them off. We'd probably written them off. There's a lot of bad feeling going into this game. Personally, for me, I just thought there was no way. I just thought the Steelers are going to be pissed off. They've lost two in a row. They're going to come in here and whatever happens, they're going to put their foot down and get the win here, especially, you know, with us being down to our third string quarterback. But the whole team, Zach Taylor... Ryan Finley, I, you've got to obviously give so much credit to Lou and the defense because they were extraordinary. I mean, I thought the rate uh, the Steelers were terrible. I thought Ben Roethlisberger of all the times I've watched him play was one of, if not the worst performances I've ever seen from him. But you have to give so much credit to that defense for making him look that bad. So I was stunned, and I have to give you know you have to just give credit where credit's due. 
Yeah, absolutely. Every, everyone that was criticised just stepped up to the mark last night. Darius Phillips played really well. That whole secondary was looking... You know, the Steelers have got some really good receivers. And, uh, you know, that secondary really stepped up to the mark last night. Darius Phillips played really well. Made some great plays. Um, Jesse Bates was flying around the field looking fantastic as well. And then, of course, uh, Von Bell, who you heard at the start of the programme... Uh, laid out Juju like, I don't know, it was just brilliant. Obviously, we don't condone injuring opponents, but if ever someone deserved to get a right old clattering, it was Juju, I think. <laughs> and uh, he certainly. Clattering. Clattering he, is the perfect word he there. He certainly it? got clattered last night. And again, <laughs> you love to see it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Roethlisberger played really poorly in that first half, didn't he? I mean, we could have had about three or four interceptions on the first several series, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was just... I really felt throughout the whole of that game, because we've seen it the whole time, that eventually the Steelers were clicking to gear. And in the third quarter, they had a bit of it. But there were so many, like, crunch third-down plays that you've just seen too many times with this team where they give up the key play or there's a silly penalty or there's something like that and you just think, ah, like, that's been the difference for us in winning these games. And for whatever reason, yesterday, the Bengals were disciplined. They played really hard and, you know... the the Steelers have got a good offense. They won. They were eleven and zero for a reason. They, they might not be a top team in the NFL. They may be getting exposed at the moment. But for us to play as hard as we did yesterday with that many injuries, I, I was, you know, for me, absolutely stunned, mate. Absolutely stunned. Yeah. And like, there's a reason I'm feeling nice and warm and uh, sipping on a nice cold minute to celebrate, mate. It's, it's such a good way, I think, because it, it has been such a difficult period being a Bengals fan. We've not won. You know, that Titans game was a good win. Their Titans are a good team, as they're showing. And it seems crazy to think we managed to win that game, seeing how well they're playing at the moment. But that Steelers win at home, I really think that's, you know, a win that a lot of Bengals fans have been waiting for for a long time. So, yeah, incredible. I was a bit, I was a bit keen on the old... Uh, ...button there. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think, again, hats off to everyone. Um, coaches and players... Just what I think you mentioned the word there. What I really liked about it is really intense, but also quite disciplined as well. Um, yes, they gave away a few penalties. Yes, they had a pretty poor third quarter yet again, and that's something they have to really address, I think. Um, but the, I mean, in recent weeks, the defense has been playing well, especially the run defense, you know. Um, and again, we kind of stopped. Uh, the Steelers run offense with that amazing offensive line. Carl Lawson, no doubt, wanting to pay a tribute to his mentor, uh, Kevin Green, who died yesterday. Sadly, the Hall of Fame, ex-Rams and Steelers uh, defensive end. Uh, he wanted to pay tribute to the Hammer. What a game he had. Uh, he caused uh, Villanova all kinds of problems on that line. And these are Pro Bowl guys, and Lawson had a terrific game last night. Hubbard had a great game. Mike Daniels and Christian Covington as well had a good game. Jordan Evans, he even popped up a few times and played well. So, you know what, it's a great team effort. And also, complimentary football. You know, as I said earlier, the defence hasn't been playing badly, but the offence has been atrocious ever since Joe Burrow went down. And I like the game plan yesterday. Don't try... 
uh, and make Ryan Finley do too much, you know, just just pound away at the run game. And thankfully, with uh, Suofilo, I know he didn't grade particularly well on PFF, but uh, Quinton Spain did. So just, you know, they were getting out to the outside and making some little holes, and Gio ran really hard last night, and that's just the key. We always knew it. Get that run game going, and it just takes the pressure off your quarterback so, so much. 100%. And I think we, we, I've said it before on the podcast. The Bengals just need to play situational football. And, you know, they didn't win the yards battle yesterday. They certainly didn't win the passing yards. I mean, you know, if, if I'd said to your son, I said, look, you know, after this game, I've read the stats out to you. I said, look, the Bengals had 78 passing yards. You'd have said, well, there's no chance. You know, you and there's absolutely, certainly absolutely no chance you put up 27 points. But it's just playing smart, disciplined football. And I think. The turnover battle has really hurt the Bengals this year. They've not been smart with the football. They've given it away at inopportune times. Just like we saw the other week, the start of that game with his three fumbles back-to-back in a game that ultimately you really felt the Bengals would have won if it wasn't for that and just gave it away against Dallas and made it look mm. a bit of an easy win for them. Those three fumbles, if they turn into points at our end, we win that game. There's no question about that. And... I just think for the first time yesterday, the Bengals turned that around. They were smart with the ball and they forced opportune turnovers. They really flipped the field, made it easy for Ryan Finley. And when you can do that consistently, it's easier to win games. And that defence, I think for Lou Anarumu, if there was any question about his job in particular, I think he certainly staked a claim after that performance yesterday with a lot of guys that he didn't have at the start of the season um our guest him in particular but of course there was some other guys there as well like obviously carlos dunlap at the start of the year would have anticipated he's been there he's not there gino atkins is out you know there's a lot of you guys logan wilson didn't play last night obviously you would have thought trey waynes would be in there and he's not so the list goes on and on and on but the fact that you were able to absolutely rattle the steelers yesterday with those backup guys has to be testament to the guys that are in there and also absolutely to the coaching staff. I mean, we did to the Steelers what they often do to us. I mean, play with that intensity, you know, and and yeah, it was fantastic. Remarkable, brilliant, hats off to everyone. Couldn't have been more proud and delighted, really. I mean, we let's, I tell you what, let's leave talking about whether that has saved Zach Taylor's job until after the Houston game next week, okay? Because uh, we do have a packed program. Um, what do you want to do first? Should we bring? Um, should we bring? Um, uh, in first, or do you want to go Christmassy now? Let's let's bring. Um, okay. Let's bring him in. I think we're over egging the old. Uh, that's the last time. Actually, no, it's not the last time you'll hear it. But uh, OK, let's do it. Well, as promised, uh, I did uh, say that we're going to have a special guest this week. And I'm delighted to say that this man is with us now. <laughs> yes, it is. One of the best nose tackles in pro football. It's our very own DJ Reader. DJ, how you doing? I'm doing great, doing great. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good, thank you. I think, Nathan, are you good? Yeah, just about. Certainly after last night, anyway. 
Well, before we get to that, hold hold your horses, DJ, because I know that you're excited about last night. But um, I guess I need to ask you first and foremost: How is the injury? How have you been? How's it, how's rehab coming along? Um, things are going good. Um, I've been good. You know, just rehabbing, going 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 as hard as I can. Uh, legs bending well, so you know I've gotten passive range back, so I'm feeling good. Uh, now it's just about strengthening and just keep it going, you know, day at a time. I know, you know, rehab's a long, grueling process and yeah. some days will be better than others. So I just try to keep every day with a positive attitude and know that I'm just pushing myself as hard as I can for that day and then I'll tag the next day when I see it. And now I mentioned, well, it's great to hear and hopefully you can because rehab is a frustrating, long It day, is. It, it is frustrating, especially, you know, when you think about what you used to could do and right now yeah. what you're limited to be able to do. So it's kind of... You know, you're, you're, you're playing that battle with your mind a lot. And so right now, you know, I'm just trying to stay with it a day, every day at a time. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier that um, you're one of the best nose tackles in pro football, but there's a lot more to your game than just stuffing that gap. And, and kind well, of, I appreciate that. I mean, there really is. I mean, have <laughs> you any idea how much we were excited when the Bengals signed you? Has it come over yet how excited Bengals fans were to have you? Uh, not really. I guess, like, I don't. You know, I don't look at my game. I look at myself as such a team player, and I don't look at my game in that way. I know um, it's what it's what's expected. So I don't ever like you know get look at my game that way. And you know, I have people will tell me, but that's not the way I'm ever gonna look at it because it's the work is expected. It's you're expected to go out there and do your job at a high level, especially you know if you you go about it the right way. So I just enjoy it, and the fans here are awesome though. I do get way more interaction with my tweets and everything from these fans I ever gotten before. So it's kind of crazy, but I've enjoyed it. I'm, I'm having a great time. I love being a part of Houdé Nation. Um, we've heard various reports. I'm going to ask you this. You don't have to answer yeah. this at all. We've heard various reports of locker room disharmony and all that kind of stuff. But every player that has, you know, we're lucky enough to talk to has said it's great in that locker room. Would you concur with that? Yeah, it's great. The guys, you know, everybody's banding on each other. Everybody's, you know, hanging out. We, we crack jokes on each other. We talk junk. You know, uh, nobody likes losing, of course. But, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, being in the locker room is it's a fun place. Everybody's trying to figure it out together. So, you know, I think frustration would either come from guys trying to figure it out together, but I can't see. I feel like our juice is awesome. I mean, you see all the guys fly out there around last night. You know, you don't have – guys flying around like that in bad cultures. You know, I think guys are just – guys frustrated at losing, but, you know, they they want to win. I think you could see that last night. Yeah, well, let's talk uh, – Nathan, would you want to talk about last night? Do you want to ask Steve anything about last night? Because it was a fantastic performance, especially yeah. by the defence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, DJ, on that defence, obviously uh, they were the key to the win last night. Who, who are the mm. guys on that defence that really – because um, obviously a lot of young players on the defense. Are there any players in particular, young guys on that defense, that in practice and in the locker room that stood out to you as guys that have a real uh, future in the game? I think you know um, all those guys did a really good job last night. I think you know uh, Darius Phillips, you know, coming in as a young corner, and we asked a lot of them, and you know, guys throw balls at him. DP, you know, he ran routes for guys last night. You know, he was looking really, really good. Um, you know, we got the young linebackers. I think Carl and Sam pushed as hard as they could on the outside. You know, Carl had a really good game. Sam came along. I think they were free rushing. They felt really good rushing last night. You know, Vaughn as our leader, you know, that big hit, that that kind of set the tempo of the game. You know, that was that that's exactly what you needed. And then guys, you know, 
just throughout the game, just keep making plays and making plays. And that's, you know, I think everybody did a good job of just feeding off that energy and never letting off the gas. But I think, it, you know, it started early. It started early with our corners, especially for me watching the game. You know, it started early with our secondary. Our secondary was step-by-step step everywhere. You know, they were everywhere. Will Jack with that big play at the beginning, DP with a big play. So I think they started and set the tempo and then Vaughn hitting making that hit, that kind of set the tempo of what we were going to do. I think D-line was locked in. So I think it was just a combination of a lot of guys. I think we yeah. got some really good guys, you know, some really good young guys, especially that linebacker was just, you know, Logan and Akeem, those guys can go. Um, so I think we got a really good team, you know, just set up all around. And, you know, I was excited to see those guys put that on tape yesterday, put it on tape what, you know, we've been seeing, what we know we can do, especially on that side of the ball. Absolutely. DJ, this is the one question I've been excited to ask you. Now, obviously the Texans, yeah. um, uh, your former team, are our next game. Now, yeah. you're lucky enough to play alongside J.J. Watt. Yes, sir. Tell me about, I mean, J.J. Watt, future Hall of Famer, no doubt. How did he impact your game and what was he like to be around? What did you learn from him? Uh, you know, I got to come into a situation where I was around a, a true pro every day, you know, um, and a lot, of, a lot of people don't get to come into that uh, and, you know, through the work, he started to treat me more and more as a friend. So I got to be closer and closer to his personal life and just to see a man be so consistent, so caring about it, and while just being at the top of his game. You know, every part of his day is scheduled out. You know, it's a – I tell him all the time, he run me crazy, but he finds a way to fit, to fit his family. He's got his wife. He's got the dogs. He's doing charity work. He's selling shoes. He's playing football. You know, he does a lot. And – um he does it all with a smile on his face. Uh, he's very demanding of his time, and that's, you know, it's great. But I know that right now, if I hit him with a text message, he's going to respond. And that's, you know, that's all I could ask. He's, he's a great brother, and he's a hell of a football player. I think that work shows says it says for itself, you know, you don't have the stats and the career he has without being a great football player. But I think, you know, he's just a special dude. Uh, he holds a special place in my heart as one of my best friends, you know. Absolutely. For this team, like, I think – We've seen glimpses, like we did last night, of the quality that yeah. is on this team. Um, yes. And it, it's been a slow process, but, you know, like I said, there has been moments where we've seen some real potential with this team. Yes, Moving sir. into next year, what is it going to take for this team to be competitive and to be a playoff team? Like, do you think we're close? Like, how, what, what, what think, will sort of get us over the top in, in your uh, opinion? I think getting guys back healthy and, you know, just putting in the work in. I think we can see what the work is. That team we beat last night, you know, they were looking to be – on, you know, catching a first-round bye. You know, they went, well, they went 11-0 to start the season. You know, that's a good team you beat. That's a quality win. And so I think you stack those and you realize, like, you beat that team on, on, on a Monday night stage, a main stage. So, you know, you try to keep stacking those type of wins together. Those are quality wins that prepare you for it. So uh, I think, you know, that's – you, you look inside yourself and see what type of team you are in that type of game, and I think you just build off of that. I think that's what you got to do. You got to build off of it because it wasn't like it was a game that was handed to you. You had to fight the whole game for every inch, everything you got. And so you just got to realize that that's what you got to do and then get guys healthy. You know, a lot of guys are out, um, but that's not an excuse because, you know, you want to get guys healthy and hopefully that gives us a better chance. Um. DJ, how 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 good can this team be? Do you think? Uh, I think we got everything we need. I don't think you know. We I think you know you you're always going to add pieces, but I think you know the sky's the limit for this team with what we have our core. Uh, I think you add some pieces coming in the off season, whatever you know they have 
to do with management and everything. I don't I don't control that part. All I know is I think guys are really good guys on the team right now. And, you know, you add a couple more good guys. I think we got a really, really good team, you know, and I think everybody can see that. I feel that way, you know, with the guys we have out on offense, you see the way we're still fighting and clawing. Those guys are going out there and getting it done. They did a great last night of switching the scheme, just doing what they had to do to get wins, just scrapping and clawing, you know, every play, big runs, offense line making plays. So I think, you know, I think we got a team that has heart and, you can't measure that, and when you got a lot of guys around there playing hard. I think I think think we're in the, we're trending in the very very right direction. I will say that. Now we're coming up to Christmas, DJ, and yes. um, I want to know what DJ Reader eats on Christmas Day because I ask you that because I heard an interview with you earlier this year, <laughs> and yeah. you know what I'm going to say, where you told everyone your love for breakfast cereals, right? So, yes. have you stopped eating? Because you said you kind of had to cut back on those sugary yeah. breakfast cereals. Yeah, yeah. But are you going to just actually, like maybe for one or two days just go crazy on the breakfast cereals? I actually went crazy last night, so I don't know if I'm, I got any room to go any more crazy <laughs> this week. Last night I got in. Uh, I'm at my mom's house. I got in. This is my first time being home for Christmas in nine years, so I'm excited about that. And where is home? Uh, is, that, that's, is that down in Carolina or? In North Carolina, yes, sir. Yeah, yes, right, sir. Right. So I'm at my mom's new house, and um, I was here, and my guy in, I was like, Mom, you got anything to eat? She's like, I got some cereal. That's it. I was like, oh, man, I poured me a big bowl. I was so excited. I was I'm so always excited. So that, that I got some Cinnamon Toast Crunch last night. I think uh, I won't get to sneak any more cereal in. I'm going to try to lay <laughs> off of it. Um, yeah. But one thing that I do eat for sure, we eat ham, but uh, I, I let this get out. You know, I'm a country boy. We eat chit these things called chitlins which are pig intestines that, you know, that's that's what my mom cooks. One of the things she cooks on Christmas, and I enjoy it. I don't know if everybody else in my family even eats it. I know I eat it personally. So I know I know who it's being cooked for when it's getting cooked. It's cooked for me. If anybody else wants some, I guess they can have some, but I'm having it every year. I know where I like where I feel, how I feel about it and where I reside on it. So I tell her that every year. I'm like, I don't care what everybody else got going on. You got to cook them for me and mine. Right, okay. Uh, you are talking to two vegetarians here. You know that. So, oh uh, man, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So basically, you've got all so the you've got all the chitlins for you, mate. Honestly, you've yeah, got it. Yeah. What's what's your what's your guys' favorite meal? Like some eggplant type stuff. You know what I mean? Sometimes I like vegetables too, though. Hmm. I mean, we. I'm a big vegetable guy. We we have big a bit like Thanksgiving for you guys over there. We have a big roast dinner, you know, like roast potatoes, uh, green mm. beans, uh, carrots, all that kind of stuff. But we have turkey on Christmas Day traditionally, but okay. but we 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 find substitutes, don't we, Nathan? I mean, to be honest, I will just eat a whole plate <laughs> of of roast potatoes, vegetables, cranberry sauce, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's oh. all about the sauces at Christmas, isn't it? Horseradish sauce, mint yeah, sauce. Like, you're right. I love you're the right. sauces. I, I love bread sauce. Oh. Oh, I, and see, yeah. those are those like you know. I know I'm gonna eat things. I'm just saying the one special thing is chill. Like you know, I don't really. I'll enjoy all vegetables, so I'm just the vegetables are always thrown on the plate. I'm like my mom's a very stickler. She that's how I grew up. She's not playing that. If you don't have nothing green on your plate, you can't sit down and eat. That is <laughs> right, not, okay. that is no jokes. So I've always been a big fan of vegetables. So the only thing I get that like she's gonna make some greens, some cabbage, everything. Who knows? She's she, who knows. My mom's gonna she, probably start getting right? She's in charge. She's in charge. She's in charge of what's you know so. 
I just eat what she cooks and you know, I just shut up and it's always good. It's never it's not been good my whole life. So I'm it's not not been good. So I just keep trusting her. Okay, final question, DJ. Uh, you're a dad as well, and I think your yes, your son was born last November. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I was going to ask, uh, but it's probably a redundant question because he's too young to kind of figure out what's going on at Christmas, right? But yeah. have you in the future? This could be a one and done for us. I hope not. You're welcome back on this podcast anytime, obviously. But okay. In the future, will you go all out to do the whole kind of Santa dad thing? Will you leave snowy yes. footprints everywhere? Will you leave stockings full of gifts and all sorts of things? I think I'm going to go as far until he doesn't believe. Until, like, you know what I mean? Until, which Santa Claus is real. And I keep trying to tell people this. But some people, for some reason, don't believe. So if he ever gets to the point where he doesn't believe and his my imagination isn't there, then I'll stop. But as long as he believes, like I believe, then I'm, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. I think I'm going to well, do it. I'm going to, I don't, I don't, you know, I've seen people go way too far. We don't got a chimney, so I don't got to worry about that part. I just got to <laughs> drop the gifts off and keep it pushing. <laughs> like, so, yeah, so I think I can do that. I think I can get it done. Um, so when was the, you said you Steve, no, you don't, you still believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. Okay. I was so going to ask. see this, man. I, so do I, Paul. What are you trying to say? People are going to see this. I'm holding on. I'm just going to keep... <laughs> I won't be the one that told them that I didn't believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> Wait, what are you well, trying to say, Paul? <laughs> maybe I'm Yeah, what are you trying some... to say, Paul? Are you trying to say something about Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> DJ, like, we're pretty confused by what you're trying to insinuate. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really confused, Paul. What's going on? I tell you, oh, I, think, I think this could be... Like, this could be like leading up to a spoiler alert here, so maybe we should just end it there. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, listen, it's, an, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for the time, man. And, and really, we can't wait. I mean, it was so frustrating for us fans. It must have been doubly frustrating for you this year. Oh, man. But we can't wait to get, see you back on the field next year. And um, listen, we, we hope you and your family have a really lovely Christmas. And uh, yeah, we wish you all the best for 2021. We, let's hope we all have a better year next year, eh? Thank you, sir. Same to y'all. Um, and I appreciate y'all for having me. I can't wait to get back out there next year. I'm fighting day day and night to get back out there. Can't wait. Cool. DJ, I'm just about to buy my latest Bengals shirt, and I think you've just become my front runner for a DJ Reader jersey. There we go. That might, that we might go. have to be my purchase. So That's uh, where we go, making yeah. fans every day. That's what I need. I appreciate that. That'd be good. <laughs> you won't be Thank you so much for coming on, man. It, it means a lot to us, and have a fantastic Christmas. Thanks, man. You guys. You guys have a great Christmas as well, all right? Yeah, all the best, DJ. Yeah. Take care. Well, there we go. That was the fantastic DJ Reader. What a nice man. What a player. How delighted are we to get him on our Christmas episode. Thank you so much to DJ for spending a little bit of time with us. And I'm glad I didn't re ruin the uh, Santa Claus thing for both of you and DJ there, Nathan. Well, I, again, I, I, I'm not really sure what you're insinuating on the interview with DJ. I'm not sure what you're insinuating now. So I think it's best if we move on. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't want to, you know, spec. It's just speculation, Nathan. That's all I'm saying. I've I've heard a few things. I don't want to, you know. Apparently, I, I there's. Just, I just think it, I just think it's best if we move on. Uh, apparently, there's disharmony in the Elf <laughs> Workshop, and Coach Claus is under a lot of pressure this year. So. You know, that's all I want to say. A, a well-known sources, one elf uh, tried to get out by uh, hosting Instagram live sessions by eating crisps. So he moved to another workshop somewhere. Um, 
a lot of injuries in the ALF workshop this year, so Coach Claus has been under under pressure. But you know, I don't want to go any further. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin anything for you, you know, because obviously, you know, it's I, don't, I don't know what you'd be ruining, son. I just think you're talking gibberish at a minute. I am. I mean, that's not unusual. But uh, <laughs> um, well, last night it's been fun. The last forty eight hours, hasn't it? Last uh, we had this amazing tailgate yesterday where. Uh, actor and comedian from New York, a Bengals fan, Mike Sauce, came on and did like uh, a Bengals-inspired speech from uh, Shakespeare's Mark Antony and, Ant- <laughs> and Cleopatra. And he also did a Bengals version Twas the Night Before Christmas. And then straight after that, we had a rapper from Ohio called uh, Big Thundy. Called Tom McDowell. No, not Tom McDowell. Big <laughs> Thundy. Who was uh, who performed live for us? So we ticked a lot of boxes, and now we bring you DJ Reader, uh, and and all being well, we're going to bring you some live music in a little while too. Um, but uh, before we get to your correspondences, what, uh, what, what 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 what's Christmassy in your neck of the woods, Nathan? What what are you bringing to this party? What am I bringing, son? I've got, I've, like I said, I'm having a few minabrayers. I just watched Palmer get beat two one. By Crotone, a bottom of Serie A, which is quite a sobering experience for me. Um, I've just been, do you know what, mate? I, honestly, I've just been eating so much Tony's <laughs> chocolate recently. Like since the last episode, I reckon at least three bars have fallen by the wayside. Um, obviously, stuck in London for Christmas now, which is a bit of a weird thing to do. But you know, I'm, do you know, I'm playing my. I've got a Formula One 2020 game that I'm playing a bit at the moment, which is quite fun. Getting into that, just trying to sort of amuse myself um, as soon as work's finished to sort of get through the Christmas period. But you know, I think all of us and everyone that that Bengals win yesterday, I can't help but go back to it because it. When I was watching it this morning with bleary eyes, it really. If you're going to beat anyone, I mean, we could have we could have beaten the Texans next week as our like lone win before the end of the season. But to not upset the draft pick and to get a win over the Steelers and really stick it to them with that. I mean, Von Bell, by the way, he's got the keys to Cincinnati. That geezer <laughs> after after that hit. But I just, you know, what's funny with the Bengals, and this is why I give so much credit to us as fans and the fan base. We've not supported with the greatest deal of respect to the Bengals the most successful team over the last 20 years or so. But you see a win like that against the Steelers. And I tell you what, Twitter everywhere is banging. You can just see how much it means to these fans. And I tell you what, if this team was to put out a winning team and they were to put out a quality team, the the fans are there. And as DJ said, like when he was saying about where he's certainly getting more people, you know, giving him some love and giving him some tweets on Twitter and stuff since he's moved over to Cincinnati. It's a passionate fan base here. And I do think that next year or whenever it is when this team turns it around and becomes a winning franchise, the fans in Cincinnati, that they're there and they're so hungry for this team to do well. And I think you see it after last night. Yeah, we're a thirsty old bunch, aren't we, really? So... We really are. Uh, no, I agree. The energy this morning was fantastic. And even though it was just one win, we have to keep it in perspective. It was against the Steelers. And it's Christmas. And everywhere else has gone to shit. So let's just enjoy it. Right. Um, did you say you had a game for me to play, Nathan? I do indeed, my son. I've been, I've been putting this together and I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, well, we'll see. I'll be the judge of that. Go on then. <laughs> right. So the game is, yeah. I'm going to read you out a player's <laughs> name. Yes. From the NFL, and oh. there's going to be 15, I think about 15 I've got on the list. Yeah. You have to tell me if I've made the name up 
or it's right. a real player okay. on an NFL roster. Okay, good. Okay. And if you get eight out of the 15 right... What do I win? Well, I'll, I'll buy you a few men of Brayers the okay. next time I see you. Handy, handy now. You. you say that now we're in lockdown. Cheers. Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, and if I win, done. then I expect you to send me some men of Brayers. Oh, all right then. All right, okay. let, me, let me put some Christmassy music underneath. Okay, right. Okay, so there's actually 16. So <laughs> right, we okay. Can, there's one, there's one the extra. The rules are changing all the time. What they're, kind they're of just, Christmas thing is this? Go on, go on, go on, go on. Right, here we go. So I'm going to read out a player's name. Yes. And you're going to tell me. Yeah. And I've researched this, so there's no, there's no disputes here. All right, okay, okay. If they are a real NFL player or not, and I'm going to keep score at the bottom. Okay. So here we go. Go on. First player name. Yeah. John Joe McGlover. Right, John Joe McGlover. I'm going to say no, not a real name. <laughs> Correct. That's okay, I'm off, I'm off, I'm off, I'm running. It's one okay. nil to you. Okay. Second player name. Yeah. DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas, yes, I think there is. Your final answer? Yes. You're taking a 2 nil lead, my son, oh, DJ oh, Dallas. Come on. Of the, I believe he's of the Seahawks, uh, third-string running back. Yeah, right. Quality yeah. name, Nanny, DJ Dallas. I know. Okay, the next player. Yeah. Gunner McJoe. <laughs> See, there's a few Gunners in there. I'm going to say McJoe. <laughs> Gunner McJoe. I'm going to say, I mean, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Mate, you got a 3 0 lead here. Oh, come this on. This is like the Bengals against the Steelers. <laughs> I know. You've gone out, all you, guns blazing. You just wait to the third quarter, mate. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the fourth one up. Go on. Ar- Arlington <laughs> Hambright. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. You're 4 0 up here, son. <laughs> it's outrageous knowledge of the NFL. <laughs> okay, next one up. Go on. J.R. Yes. Sweezy. Oh, that's a, that's a definite yes. He plays for the Seahawks, isn't he? Outrageous, son, this is. Uh, you've absolutely got my pants by my ankles in a minute. <laughs> five okay. nil. Come on. Those men Fifth, of Braves are mine. Ne- next one up. So this is a five nil Hirons lead at the minute. Can yeah. I claw it back? The next player. Bonjo O'Hannersley. <laughs> what? Bonjo <laughs> Bon Jovi O'Hannersley. Bon Jovi O'Hannersley, right. No, not Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi right. O'Hannersley. I'll go no. <laughs> Wait, you're 6 0 to the good. Okay, All right. next one up. Ogbonia Ocunronquo. <laughs> yeah, that's definite. He's definitely a player. Seven nil up, son. If you go the full length here, yeah. I'm gonna have to send you a case of men of Brayers. You're <laughs> okay. seven nil to the good. These are just guesses, by the way. So, uh, well, you're a good guesser. The next player up, right, go on. Lucien Pomproy. See, there's a few Luciens in. I've not heard of that guy. Lucien Pomproy. It's a good name, though, isn't it? Lucien Pomproy. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yes. No, it's the first one you got wrong. He's a fake player, so it's seven-one. That's a good name to come up with, mate. Honestly, you, you, you're hitting the third quarter here, son. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. The next player up. Go on. Harrington Almarty. 
Sounds like a name that would be, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go no. He's a fake player. You're up eight one, son. You got you back on track. Next player, KJ Calhoun. <laughs> That's a good name. I like anybody called Calhoun. I like. Uh, all right, just because I like the name, I'll go yes. No, it's a fake name made up. Eight two. Okay. Next one up, Alohi Gilman. <laughs> Uh, see, there's a few Polynesian guys, but Gilman is not a Polynesian name, is it? What do you tell me, Master? Uh, I'm going to say he's a real player. He's a real player. Is he? Yeah, I thought you were going to go definite no on that one. I, I have my money backed on that. 9-2. Fair enough. Okay, so you're 9-2 up at the minute. I think right. it's fair to say I'm going to be sending you some men of Brayers. <laughs> Next player up. There's only a couple left now. Right. JJ Arsegia Whiteside. Yeah, that's a definite yes. Because I had him in. I had a few him in a few of my mock drafts. You see. There you go. You're 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 a you're you're a smart man with the NFL. I'm going to give you one more here. Go on. Grayland Arnold. Grayland Arnold. I like that name as well. Bit of distinction to it. Grayland. Mr. Arnold. No. He's a real player. Ooh. I've got one back on you there. It's, it's currently 10 to 3. Yeah. Three left. Go on. The next one, Miss Saviour Jonas St. Christ. <laughs> now, you've definitely made that up, man. <laughs> you definitely made I, that I up. I wish I could say it was real, but it is fake. Okay. Two left, Stantley Thomas <laughs> Oliver the <III>. third. <laughs> what? You definitely made that up as well. That is a real player's name, Get I don't know. Stantley Thomas Oliver the Third is a real player. Who does he play for? I don't have to Google it. I, I, I found him earlier today, though. Um, <laughs> Stantley Thomas Oliver the Third right. plays for the Carolina Plant uh, Carolina Panthers. Wow. Okay. Um, and the final player, go on, Demetrius Flanagan Foles. <laughs> right. DFF. Um... <laughs> Demetrius Flanagan. Uh, I'm going to go yes for the final one. You are right for the final one, my oh, son. You 12 and 4. Absolutely pissed me down 12 to 4 there, <laughs> but I quite enjoyed that. I did. Thank you very much, Nathan. Very good. Um, that was great. Maybe we could incorporate that into a new game next year, maybe. Well, except with the rookies coming through, there's bound to be some fun names coming out of the draft, isn't there? So we could get someone on for maybe a five game, like five name thriller to see yeah, if it's a real name or not. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, Nathan. Thank you very much. Hope you all enjoyed that. Before we go to our correspondence, um, let's have some music. Now, uh, I think it was last year, it might have been earlier this year. Time has contracted and uh, stretched like no one's business this year. I don't really know what's going on. Um, uh, we did have uh, a musician from Cincinnati called Nicholas Johnston. Uh, I think it was last year because he was on tour in the UK around the same time that the uh, Bengals played the Rams at Wembley last year. That seems like about a decade ago, doesn't it? No, um, it really does. Uh, but thankfully, Nick has uh, agreed to come back on and he's sung us uh, a little Christmas tune. So uh, you probably recognise this one. It's uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Have 
Big thanks to Nick Johnson there, and uh, I'll put Nick's details on our social media feed so you can go and check out his uh, his bits and pieces. And it's well worth it. He's great. And um, I think he's now back in Cincinnati after some time in Italy. So uh, go and check him out. Big thanks to Nick there. Uh, right, should we go to our correspondence, Nathan? All right, I'll tell you what, with his correspondence, it's been nice getting some cheery messages today, and it? it's been hard after the last I know, right, couple yeah. of weeks, but I so know. I'm looking forward to some positivity here. Right, the Booker Man at the Booker Man. Uh, that hit on Juju made my Christmas, it made my 2020. I hate Juju that much. Uh, <laughs> it was a great hit, wasn't it? Perfectly legal, smashed him in the chest. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike McGowan at MedWriter Mike. Uh, Solid handle. Richly deserved. I've not forgotten him celebrating concussing Vontaze on a foul hit. That fumble uh, also put me in the final in one of my fantasy leagues. See, that that must have hurt. Uh, uh, Mike, happy Christmas to you and your family. Duncan Newton at Slam Dunk the Funk. Solid handle. This victory could be a pivotal moment in Bengals history. Very much has the feel of Man United about it. Ready to give up on Ferguson, sneaks the win, saves his job and went on to greatness. Also, where the F did this performance come from? I want this every week. This is peak Bengals win, isn't it? We get a cheeky win against the Steelers and you, we, we got Zach Taylor being compared to Sir Alex Ferguson, that, that's the, that's what happens with the Bengals in it. One week we want to, you know, we want to kick Zach Taylor out of town first thing. Now he's Sir Alex Ferguson in our eyes. Exactly. Uh, Memphis Soul Stew at Stuart Baird six eight eight. 
A lovely treat going into Christmas week. I hope everyone has a safe and peaceful Christmas and 2021 is a better year on and off the pitch. Who day? Who day to you, Stu? Go on, Stu. Uh, Killian at Killian uh, underscore double zero. Like most, I expected to be blown out. I had no confidence in Finlay. It was the best I've seen our defence play in years. Everyone chipped in. It was unbelievable. There's been a lot of lows this year, but it was nice to sit back and enjoy a good, hard-fought Bengals win. And that's the crazy thing, isn't it? You know, you're Killian there, and I think we agree with him, that's the best the defence has played in years. And that is without um, Trey Waynes, Logan Wilson, Geno Atkins, and... Uh, you know, so to say that... that they played that well is, I think it's a heck of an achievement. I know it's just one game, but they played really, really well. I think I think the one thing it does is the Bengals looked like they were hitting stride mid-season. They looked, they, they, we started to play some good games. We lost a couple of close ones. And you look back at some of those games, like the Titans now absolutely rampant, and you think we turn them over. We really, I mean, the Colts now look unstoppable. and we, we pretty much should have had them. That was a real lapse on our part. And, you do look at it and you think, look, there's some good lads on this team. If yeah. we can draft well, have a good free agency, get some of these injured lads back, there are reasons to be positive here. So it's just, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be a very, very <clears throat> pivotal and interesting off-season, I think. And also, throw in, uh, we should have beaten the Browns at home, and look at them now. Uh, we should have beaten the Giants, really. Let's face yeah. it. Well, we know. should have beaten a football team as well. Like Joe Boy doesn't go down in that game. We probably beat them. They, they look half decent at the minute, don't they? We, I mean, we. Anyway, let's not get carried Chargers away. Chargers first game of the. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah. yeah Chargers first game of the season. Eagles like, that's was tit for tat. You know, obviously. Yeah. Anyway, shoulda, woulda, coulda, as you say, but we shoulda, woulda, coulda, my son. Yeah. Warrior at Warrior Nate ninety nine. Solid handle. It's, that was quite a seductive solid handle. Do that again. Solid handle. You dirty bugger. Uh, it's not like the Bengals to give us a Festivus present, but I'll take it. Great. To, well, it is Nathan. Yeah, Nate, sorry. Uh, and Nathan, because Bengals have a habit of winning in December, don't they, and saving the coach's job. But anyway, uh, great. To it's, called get... the, it's called the, uh, I'm old enough, even for me to say this, it's called the dead cat bounce. I remember this oh, from back in the day. Oh, okay. Uh, great to get a division win. Is that going to win the last three games of the season like so many poor coaches before him? Have a great Christmas, chaps. Merry Christmas to you, Nate. You know, still there's still some anti-Zach sentiment out there. You know, I mean, one game does not a season make, does it really? I don't think. But anyway, let's just concentrate and, and enjoy the moment. It might just, just be quickly, a moment. Just quickly, just, I think this Houston game for Zach is a big game because... I don't think anyone expects us to turn over the Ravens last game of the season. I think that's going to be a big ask. But Houston aren't playing well, but they're a decent side. And I think with the, the resources that Zach's got, it was a huge win against the Steelers. No one expected it. Certainly the bookies didn't expect it. I think we were out to sort of, you know, 17-point or 15-point underdogs, you know, real, real 10-to-1 long shots. If he could take us in with Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen or whatever the team looks like, to Houston, get a result, and come away from that. I think at the very least, if he'd won four and a half games, considering the circumstances, that 
some of the fans, and there'd be a lot of fans that say, look, absolutely not. And, I, you know, I'm going to leave my opinion out of it until the end of the season. But there'd be a lot of fans that say, you know what, that's fair enough. It's fair play for him to get that out of a team like this at the end of the season against a couple of decent teams. And I think it's a big game for him. I think the last thing we can afford to do for him, if you're him, if you're Zach Taylor, is play the Texans and play the Ravens and get hammered and just lose that momentum because there's such good feeling. It's just Christmas. You beat your arch-arch rivals at home. You just want to see that momentum taken into the next two games. And I think, you know, fans aren't making the decision on his future. It's going to be ultimately the, the ownership and Mike Brown and Katie Blackburn and, you know, the ownership there. But they're going to be looking at these games and just seeing what they're seeing. And that, that's going to be a big win from against the Steelers. But can he take it forward? I think it's going to be interesting to see. Jamie at Trequart Beaster. Paul and Nathan say they'll get naked if a Bengal goes to the Pro Bowl. It happens. Uh, Kev, who was on our tailgate last night, says he'll get naked if we beat the Steelers. It happens. Will the next meetup be a nudist camp? Are things guaranteed to happen if Bengals UK adjacent people promise to get in the nip? On the back of this, I will get naked if we win Super Bowl 56. It's got a fair point. If everyone just says they're going to get naked, perhaps that's what the Bengals need. Some nakedness uh, all round. Um, you know. Phil Hatton at Bengal Blue Boy or a fired up team performance likely secure Zach's future so we may as well get behind him and wish for a good draft free agency, a healthy 2021 and goodwill to all except the rest of the AFC North. Merry Christmas, Bengaldon. Uh, Merry Christmas Go to on, you, Phil. Phil. Uh, Dave Cassett, come on, Diddy A. Solid handle. A huge thanks to Juju Smith-Schuster for firing up our team before the big game. Only a week ago, the Bengals were on their knees and the coach came close to tears during the post-match press conference. On Monday, our defence gave the performance of the season and we humbled our bitter rivals. Thanks, Juju. I'm not sure we could have done it without you. And Merry Christmas to one and all. Cheers, Dave, and to you. Um, TJ Hushmanzada's shiny shoes. TJ shiny shoes! Um, with Monday Night Football being... That's going to hurt a few listeners' ears, that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, with Monday Night Football being introduced by the Muppets, which Muppets would you play in the Muppets version of the Who Day podcast? Now, one thing I did consider was doing a pantomime for the podcast. Maybe we can try and do that next year. But So TJ Sonny Shoes is asking us uh, which Muppets will be. Have you got any favourite Muppets, uh, Nathan? The Muppets? Um, I don't know a lot about the Muppets, to be honest with you, Sam. Like, there's that Kermit the Frog, isn't there? Like, there's that Kermit the Frog. Yes, there is that, that Kermit the Frog. That Miss Piggy, I remember her. Um, Fozzie Bear, is it? Yeah, I reckon you'd be a good Fozzie Bear, actually. Um I'll take that. Or Stadler and Waldorf. Either of those two moany old gits. I like uh, Dr. Uh, Beaker. and uh, No, it's not Dr. Beaker, it's Beaker. Because uh, he's the assistant of Dr. Bunsen. And I do like the Swedish chef as well. I'm a, I'll say the <laughs> Swedish chef. I'm going Swedish chef. All right. Um, I'll be Fozzie Bear and you can be the Swedish chef. Okay, let's make it happen next year. Let's make it happen. Rosie at Rosie uh, underscore made 16. Great early Christmas present. The whole team played their heart out. Incredible performance. That's how we can be better. I hope next season we play with this energy and fire every game. 
definitely here rosie merry christmas to you ben wintle at shabba underscore dabber solid handle merry christmas guys and every bengal fan out there i mean what is there to say that probably hasn't been said it was a great performance zach called a good game and we played hard with this zach has got himself another year but i'm not sold on the coaching staff just yet um it's going to be it's going to be a really hard evaluation at the end of the year because I think a lot of people, a lot of fans have been disappointed this year. The Steelers game is, an, is a massive lift to everyone. But yeah, I think it's a pivotal year next year. It's going to be, you've got a, a lot of young guys on the team. You're going to have a high draft pick. You've got to invest those picks in the right people. And if you are bringing back Zach and his staff, it's a, it's a big gamble. Mm. I mean, you know, it's a big gamble if you get rid of Zach and you get on a new guy because you know, there's no guarantee that that person is going to be the right coach. But it's going to be a big year because I think the fan base. I still think the fan base is probably eighty twenty for Zach to go at least. Mm. I think the co- I think Mike Brown, the ownership, everything that I'm hearing from around the league is eighty twenty that Zach's going to stay. Yeah. Um, basically, it's going to be a very, very, very interesting call whichever way the Bengals go. I think they'll probably keep Zach, but mm. it's a it's a big it's a big call. Martin at Dorset Bengal. I can't remember the last time a win felt like this. Not all wins are equal. One Steeler equals equals three Jaguars or Titans, perhaps. If this is a signature win for Zach, he couldn't have picked a better week, COVID Christmas, or opponent Stoolers. Agreed. And if our American listeners are uh, wondering what the hell we're going on about the pandemic for, uh, much of the UK has been plunged into lockdown over Christmas uh, again, because of this mutant strain that's uh, knocking about. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people's plans have gone out the window and uh, it's it's an odd time again. Donnie at Ippy Don. Merry Christmas, guys. What a great present we all got last night. Juju getting sent flying will live long in the memory. What's your favourite Christmas sideboard sweets? I love a toffee Hope all the Bengals fans have a great holiday and here's to a better... 2021 i've never heard it called that before side sideboard sweets have you no never i'm assuming he's talking about the old celebration little boys or whatever yeah. they're calling it yeah yeah and i'd have to go like celebrations or or even uh some quality actually do i like i think i might like quality street better than celebration. oh you're too you, i mean i thought you were too young for quality street son but i don't know what anymore. are you talking about man they're <laughs> shit quality street they're not they're brilliant the purple it, one with the nut in, fantastic. Strawberry it, cream, give to- it to me. Orange oh, cream, oh mate, yes. no. Like the toffee pennies, they're the only ones to me that are all right. And they just have your teeth out. And then there's that <laughs> that, that, that barrel with a caramel in it. That's all right. But that's it's not much going on, is there, in the quality streets? Well, no, I'm, I disagree. Disagree. I'm, I'm quality street. Celebrations are, they're all right, aren't they? Yeah. They're all right. Like, I just, the Milky Way is nice in there. The Snickers is pretty good. Like, yeah. Dairy milk, you, you have it. Like, I do like a twirl, the little mini twirls as well. Yeah, the yeah. twirls, the twirls, pretty nice. Isn't Again, it? we've lost half our uh, American listenership here on this little chocolate tangent. Do you know I'm going to say something absolutely outrageous here? Go on then, not like you, but go on. But it, you know, it's slagging <laughs> off the Americans a bit, and they're not oh, going to like it. I think I know what you're going to say, but I think I'm thinking. If, if anyway, you say it. Go on, go on. Do you know what? The America does so many things well, so many things, like especially with the food. Yeah. 
the one thing they do really badly is like sweets out in the States or whatever candy or whatever they want to call it out there. <laughs> it's really bad. If you, go in a, like, if you go into like a CVS or an Albertsons or like those gas stations they have out there and you get yourself some like chocolate or it's just not, it's just not very nice. Mm. I don't know what they're doing. Out there. The chocolate's not very good. The sweets like... Even those Sour Patch Kids or the, the jelly sweets, they're all right. They're a bit heavy on the sugar. Like It's just not as good as you get over here. I tell you, the chocolate's not as good. The, all of it. It's just like the Reese's stuff. I, I think it's all, all right, better. All right. I think you better stop there because I think you might be digging yourself a, a chocolatey grave I'm, there. <laughs> well, I think I, the US listeners are going to absolutely have me for that. But I, I, I think, think this might be better over This here. could be a separate podcast. This, if we start ever start a Patreon service, that could be the opening uh, podcast. <laughs> this could be the added content at the end that people pay for. Is this for. the kind of gold that people would pay for, I think? <laughs> I'm sure it's not, but we like no. to tell ourselves it is. Brian at Mapcase Exapno. Uh, Merry Christmas to you all. The Bengals gave us all an unexpected gift. So savour it and have a great show. Really enjoy listening to you. Thank you, Brian. And it's great on, that Brian. you uh, are interacting with us. We do appreciate it. Pete Brook at Brook underscore Pete. Great win. And thanks to Poo Poo Shit Schuster for the inspiration. I was ready to give Zach another year anyway, as I don't think we're far off. That's likely guaranteed. Now, a bit of tinkering, uh, for example, the OL coach attack for you. Ain't seen a decent draft like this year should mean we blossom in 21. Here's hoping, Pete. Merry Christmas. Um, Shawnee at Shawnee01. That was sensational. I unfortunately couldn't watch it live due to a rotten hangover. Sunday Cup finals are never good. And couldn't resist checking the score this morning, but what a treat to rewatch. Absolutely magical. So glad we've got that Steelers monkey off our back. Indeed. Uh, and also, he says, uh, I've given Zach. A lot of sticks, so fair play to him. He called a great game last night and shocked the life out of them with Finley's legs. He's still got a hell of a lot to show in the last next two weeks, though, to convince me he should keep his job. Uh, Odat, DZE, Ryan Finley leads Bengals to primetime win over Steelers. Now, that's a selection of words I never <laughs> thought would appear in the same sentence. Absolutely. I got goosebumps watching that. Who day? Merry Christmas to you, uh, Danny. Um... And I think that's about it, really. Um, the difference in the feedback tonight versus the last couple of weeks is starting. It? It's crazy, isn't it? Well, again, we've said it before. It's, you know, it's kind of what a win does, really. It's simple as that. Imagine if they strung together I, one, two, three, four wins. You know, it'd be the, back the one, to... The, the one thing I've got to say about Zach Taylor after that, after that game is he's got to be in consideration for coach of the year after that, I think. <laughs> Okay, your your criteria must be pretty low. Well, I, you know the way the way it, it, it's just crazy to me out of the mood of the fan base changes so quickly. You know, you can get a couple of good performances in, and it all feels good and warm, and then you lose a couple when it's all doom and gloom. It, it's it's a you know I think NFL with there's only been sixteen games a year, opinion does really sort of change and ebb and flow very quickly, doesn't it? But it yeah. does. It uh, well, yeah, absolutely, and. Um... But it's just nice to get that win. It was a bleak. Um, it's been a bleak season, hasn't it, for lots of different reasons, and uh, we um, we're just thankful for the win. Now, whether we can do it again against Houston, who knows? I mean, we've got a chance, I think, haven't we? So uh, bring Sunday on. 
I think. A good game now. I mean, I, I don't know if what the status of Brandon Allen is or whether it'll be Finley again, but like I said before, it's a big game for Zach Taylor. Can they take the momentum from that win into that Texans game, play a good game, sneak a win out? Because I'll tell you what, if they can, if they can beat Houston, Zach Taylor's job is secure. They're, they're, whether the fans like it or not, Mike Brown, if he manages to secure four wins, uh, four and a half wins, especially with the current circumstances, I think will give him another crack of the whip. Um, the, the problem for the Bengals now, and I hate to say this because you know how anti I am this, you get another win and you're going to really like start dropping down the draft order a little bit. But yeah. that's a question for, that's a topic for another day. Exactly. Um, so I hope you enjoyed our Christmas episode. I say we try and do something a little bit extra special for you guys every festive season. And uh, um, I think with the appearance of... Uh, I think that was a little bit extra special. So a huge thank you uh, to DJ Reader for coming on and sharing uh, some time with us. What a great guy. and We can't wait to see him play next year. Uh, also, a big thanks to Nick Johnson uh, for a little bit of music. And you can go and search out his stuff at nicholasjohnsonmusic.com. Uh, thank you to you, Nathan, for that little game. And I raise a glass to you, my friend. This is it. This is Christmas. It's going to be different and, you know, odd. A little bit upsetting for some people. I hope we've managed to take your minds off it uh, a little bit. But I do hope that uh, you can enjoy it as best you can. Uh, I think uh, we've got a couple of days left of our Advent calendar. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday with the online tailgate. But before then, I hope you're able to eat well, drink well, be with, whether it be virtually or in person, with people that you love. Um, it is going to be hard this year, but we can get through it. And uh, we will be here supplying nonsense to help you get through it. So, with all that being said, it is a Merry Christmas Who Day from me. And a Merry Christmas Who Day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.